Hello and welcome. The Brie. Oh, sorry. What? That was. What were you about to say? So the Brie is ready. The Brie is ready. You rolled your the R. The Brie is ready. That's perfect. Okay. This I, is the I weekend catch-up podcast. No, can we start over? That is the intro. We're keeping it. <laughs> Thanks for listening this week. This is the podcast where we get you caught up on all things tech, pop culture, and trending news. And wolves. And wolves. Trending wolves. Because there's a story about wolves trending right now that Brie and I are very excited about. It's really amazing. It's actually. really like, it, in terms of wolves being in the news, this is the best way they can be in the news. I can't imagine a better way. It's so good. We're gonna get to that in just a little bit. But okay. first, our weeks in pop culture. Mine, now that the weather is getting nice. In fact, the day that we're recording this episode, it's like high of 70, abundance of sunshine. Like the Weather Channel on the internet said abundance of sunshine. And I was like, oh, why do I have to work inside today? But. We're going to get this done and I'm going to go outside. It's going to be well, great. You can move your whole work setup outside. My right? my expensive computer and recording equipment. Yeah. yeah I could do that. Scoot it all out there. Just do Push it, the, it somewhere else. Just do it in the front yard. Oh, I wonder if you could like turn your monitor around and then have a big tall chair that sits out there. And oh, then, and like yeah. work outside with my mouse and keyboard. Inside. But be looking at a monitor and computer that's inside. That's I, that's a big five head play. Yeah. That's yep, a that's yep. a five head play. The only problem is that our house sits on a crawl space, so you'd have to have like a six foot chair. I'd have to have like a lifeguard chair. Well, we're this gonna, is an we're amazing idea. Fantastic. <laughs> um, the most brilliant, I brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. We just had idea. this live yeah. time. That yeah. was good. Oh wow! I'm happy we had this on recording. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. My week in pop culture though has been skateboarding trick tips because I am a 27 year old man who's relearning. You are a few trick tips on skateboarding. So I'm gradually trying to get better at the hobby that I've had since I was like eight years old, which is skateboarding. Um, It's hard to believe that I've been rolling around in some capacity on a skateboard for 20 years now, Um, but I have been. That is weird. I'm very comfortable with it. That being said, there's always room for improvement and I always love improving my ability with it. So I've been going to some YouTube channels and looking up uh, trick tips for skateboarding. And it's been a blast because The learning community on the internet for skateboarding is the most wholesome, encouraging place ever. I'm sure it is. It's a bunch of people who are like my age and under and even older than me posting the videos of them like incorrectly attempting a trick, but the comment section is just gassing them up and Mm -hmm. helping them out with tips. It's so cool. It's a really cool community to be a a part of on the internet. I actually, I saw a video of Tony Hawk like driving by skateboarders and he would be like, do a whatever trick. And then Mm -hmm. they would do it and he'd be like, I don't know, he'd give him like a hundred dollar bill or something. Yeah. It was awesome. Cool. Yeah, it was very cool. The the online skate community is very cool. You wouldn't think so, but it's very, very cool. So I am happy to be a That's awesome. That. It's, it's yeah. very cool. Very neat. What's your week in pop culture? Uh a little thing called Making a Murderer. Again. This is the Netflix documentary <laughs> series about uh I almost said Stephen Curtis Chapman. What No what's Stephen, the guy's Avery. Name? Stephen Avery. Stephen Avery. I don't Avery know why and I was thinking SCC, okay, but so let me lay it out for you. So there's a two ser- two season uh show that went super duper viral a couple of years ago. I think it was like twenty sixteen. Yeah. And it is all about uh this one guy who may or may not be framed for murder by like the county police or whatever. So fast forward, they had another season and he got this like high paying fancy lawyer after the show. And she's trying to get his whole case retried because there are lots of fishy things happening in it. Okay. And 
most recently, this happened like three weeks ago, but I found out about it today. There was an update in the case, and they're okay. ha- like, he's he's sentenced to life in prison along with his nephew. And he's for, like an older guy for like supposedly killing this girl. Yeah, but they don't have a lot of like. If you look back on the trial, there's not a lot of solid, solid evidence. The Netflix documentary all but poses that he's been framed. Right. Exactly. Right. So new evidence came to light, like. Two weeks ago. Okay. No joke. They uncovered a new witness that basically saw Brendan Dassey's brother pushing the car to the salvage yard to frame what? Stephen Avery. No. So they, they now have a witness that can corroborate that someone's trying to frame him. Good Lord. After all this time. After all this time. And it's Brendan Dassey's brother. So that's the other person that is supposedly involved. Okay. So yeah. are they going to do anything with this that you know of? I or? think so. I think that they've... they've what happens in the legal system that you don't see on TV, like on the Law and Order shows, is that it takes forever yeah. to do anything. It's not like, oh, we caught the bad guy. Like, now we're done. In Law and Order, like, they'll go to court in the same clothes that they arrested the guy in. Yeah, it's and it, that's just not that's yeah. not how it is. It takes years and forever yeah. for something to actually happen. So I don't know. She's been working on redoing his trial since the second season came out. Which was a while ago. That was like two years ago. So she's been working on getting him like retried in front of a jury since then. So I, but I think that when they do get it, he's going to get exonerated. Wow. Like I really do because there's so much evidence on the contrary, but none of these judges are wanting to reverse the original decision because it's the same people that put him in prison in the first place. Right. Okay, well... Very cool, though, that they have a new witness come forward because they've had a couple... I think they've had at least two witnesses come forward since the original trial with, like, suspicious evidence that wasn't uncovered in the first trial. So We'll we'll put a pin in that and keep watching and see what happens. Yeah, it's very, very like... You got pins and needles now? Kind of. I'm like, ah. So, very, very interesting, though, if you like the world of true crime. But kind of grisly. A little bit. A little bit grisly. Just saying. But... Something that is grisly also, but in a different way for nerds, is the shortage <laughs> of everything. Everything is short. Like, there's nothing that's in production right no, now. No, I want to tell you what led me on a Google rabbit hole after this real okay. quick. So, yes. there's a shortage of everything, right? Everything. Everything. So, I read this article and... Hang on. I'm going to go to my history. Yeah, you're good. Okay, and I Googled things. I was like, how are we short on everything? All we do is make stuff. How are right. we always short? So yeah. here's what I Googled, and I could not get a solid answer. I said, Google, what do we have too much of? Couldn't find it. What does humanity have too much of? What is the most wasted products? Top five most wasted foods. Most overabundant product. What does the U.S. produce too much of? What is there an overabundance of? What products do we need to slow down making? Most wasted products in the world. Couldn't find it. I want to know what we're making too much of. Just so I feel better about myself, I want to know one thing that we've got enough of. That we've got a good supply of. We've got a perfect supply of it. I want to know one thing. Have you found anything? No. I can't find it. Okay. It's like shortage of everything, but they don't talk about when there's enough of something. Sure. Because that wouldn't be news. Right. But I just want to know just for my own morbid curiosity. Yeah. You know? I think a ton of people grow coffee anecdotally. Like there's coffee everywhere. Okay, plenty of coffee. So we probably have plenty of coffee beans. Plenty of coffee beans. Okay. Yeah. That makes me feel good. So that's maybe one area. Okay. What else? Anything else? I think it's just coffee. 
We probably have enough coffee. Probably have enough coffee. We'll be awake it. and alert as we run out of everything else. Plastic straws probably we're good on. Oh, we're great. <laughs> probably good on plastic straws. Great on them. We're dumping them directly into the ocean now. We it's probably awesome. got enough of the little rings that you put the cokes in. Yeah. Yeah. Just got it. Turtles probably hate us at this those. point. <laughs> yeah. I bet we actually have too much of those because now people are switching to the plastic like cap ones that you can actually recycle. It's true. So... Something but anyway, are, what are we, what do we, what is another thing that we don't have? Another thing that we definitely don't have <laughs> is chips. And I know you're thinking like uh-huh. potato chips, tortilla no. chips. No. no, these are semiconductor chips. Okay. And the kind that Nintendo flavors to be bad. Yes. <laughs> no. The so, sour chips. No, this isn't the game cartridges. This is the semiconductor chips that are used to run the Nintendo Switch. This is why I wanted you to take this topic yeah. because I didn't realize that when i hear chip i I thought the little cartridge no this is like the semiconductor chips used in the mechanical side of the switch like the guts of like the brain of the switch basically what is it brain or guts it it's just parts the liver (laughs) basically the rare earth mineral like materials that are used to produce technology are short right now because of the everything going on and mm-hmm. Nintendo, Nintendo, prices. Nintendo, uh, Nintendo began their new fiscal year and they announced that they anticipate a 12% drop in sales. of Just the Nint- because though, they don't have the product to give out. Right. If they like, had the product, yeah. they wouldn't have a loss. But Nintendo is, is anticipating like a shortage of Nintendo switches through the next fiscal year ending in March of 2022. Cool, Nintendo makes some more games. Right, like that's <laughs> but hardware-wise, anticipate it being really hard to get a Switch over the next year because they're saying like, "Hey, on the production end, we don't have a Switch part that we need." And what's crazy is this is impacting the automotive industry as well. Sony has announced that they're not able to Do we up. not have enough cars? I feel like we have enough cars. So we have a lot of cars, but like the parts needed to manufacture new vehicles, they're running out. So the fact that that's happening is a concern. And also I was saying Sony has announced that they're not able to meet demand by making more PlayStation 5s because they're also facing a part shortage with semiconductor chips. So basically these are at a premium right now and no one has them. So yeah, just anticipate a switch shortage because they've announced like, hey, our profits are gonna be uh, smaller during this next year. But Nintendo is notorious for like estimating really conservatively about their profits. They're a very like careful company. So it might be not as Aren't dramatic. Aren't they a Japanese company? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're okay, based in that's Kyoto. kind of, yeah. We were talking about de- the Japanese corporate culture the other day yeah. and that kind of they're makes sense. Very cautious and very calculated in what they're doing just mm-hmm. as a like business culture in general. Um, you yeah. can see that with both Sony and Nintendo. Um, but they've said that, you know, there's going to be a dramatic drop in Switch availability because of this. So if you're a Switch person or if you're like interested in the Switch, like it might be really hard to get them again. Kind of like it was last year during the pandemic where I everyone s- bought one. I still haven't seen Switches at the store, though. Like I've the only seen this, I've only seen the Switch lights, which are yeah. $100 cheaper, but you can't dock it. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, that's, and they, that's they, crazy. They take less material to build, too. So there might be oh, wow. maybe not a drop in the Switch Dang. lights, but you might see probably a full-size Switch drop as well. Well, so. I, I don't even think that there will be a drop because there aren't any. Yeah. So I don't think that they've been every, I think they've sold out of every single one. I don't think they're available to buy even right now. So. Yeah. So for a while there, like through the pandemic, the new consoles launched with the Xbox and the new PlayStation. And the shortage has been kind of like, difficult because people have been buying and reselling them but now we're coming up on a hardware shortage so on top of an already scarce market for video game consoles there's now like a part issue as well that's going to impact everything that's already experiencing a shortage so 
Nerds and gamers are going to have another rough year in terms of availability, I think. So just buckle mm. down for that. Yeah. Okay. What are we also flipping on the weird Facebook marketplace? Speaking of nerds <laughs> still running short of things, uh, Pokemon. If you haven't been keeping up with this, Pokemon is really big Is again. it Pokemon or Pokemon? I say Pokemon. Like my little sister says Pokemon. I say Pokemon. Not Pokemon? I don't say Pokemon. I think it's interchangeable. You can say it however you want to say okay. it. Okay. Yeah. But Pokemon is huge again, uh, thanks to YouTube personalities like the Pauls going on there, buying up Pokemon card packs and opening them on stream. So basically, this has kind of become a new unboxing trend, and people are trading the cards again. It's kind of experiencing a resurgence in popularity. Did okay. You- Play with Pokemon cards? Absolutely not. No. No, I was not I was not in touch with my nerdiness until my adulthood. So okay, all right. I didn't do anything that was considered anywhere near nerdy. Okay, so. see? Uh, I was at yeah. the like the end of my parents were convinced by uh, people like John Hagee that Pokemon cards were the devil. Oh, uh, so I didn't okay. have Pokemon cards. My neighbors did, though, and I played over there. Fun, okay. Uh, so <laughs> You're like, I went over there and played with there. They had one of those big like flip books that's probably worth $10,000 now of like full of like first gen Pokemon cards. Like it was full of them. Okay. Uh, But now to celebrate. Okay. But wait, where do you buy Pokemon cards? Uh, Generally anywhere. Like you can get them from the grocery store, from hobbyist card shops. You can order them online. Where do you get them at the grocery store? They're at at the front, like at Walmart. Like they'll have that like hobbyist section. Have you not noticed that before? No, I've never seen it. It's where like the Funko Pops are and stuff. I, my eyes glaze over that area. Okay. Yeah. They're there. It's, it's part of my nerd programming. They're there normally, but here's the thing. To commemorate their 25th anniversary, they partnered with General Mills, the cereal company, to include three packs of Pokemon cards in cereal boxes. And like I said, you can't find Pokemon cards anywhere right now in America. So resellers and scalpers have literally been going in grocery stores and ripping open cereal boxes to get the cards out. To the point where Walmart and other stores have had to install anti-theft devices on the boxes of cereal to prevent people from ripping it open. That is Pokemon completely cards. insane. It is wild. It is absolutely wild. Yeah, they're like, stop, t- stop. You're making the cereal bad. And that's what I like. My, my thing is you're messing with my cereal at this point. Like you, I have lines that you do not cross. You do not mess with a man's breakfast cereal. Y'all are coming for my cinnamon toast crunch. I, I already you- had to deal with drama with the shrimp thing. But now it's a whole other issue. So I wish I had known about this. I would just got back from the store and I don't, we don't typically buy cereal because <laughs> why do we not buy cereal? We're adults. I, I bought a box of Apple Jacks that I've been eating on. I can't eat cereal because I am hypoglycemic or hypo, hyperglycemic. One of the ones that your blood sugar gets all weird. Okay. So if I eat sugar at the first thing in the morning, I just crash. I love me a good cereal. Yeah, I haven't been able to eat cereal in years. I've been eating I'm Apple 26. Jacks. I haven't been able to eat cereal in I'm years. I'm 27 and I am a sugary cereal connoisseur to the point where I need to be careful with it because I would eat like three bowls of cereal a day if I could. I would have to eat like a full breakfast and then a bowl of cereal for me to <laughs> even be able to function for the rest of the day. It's not good. I have the worst blood sugar crashes after cereal. Well, entire pallets of these cereals have been disappearing. Like people have just been buying them up solely for the Pokemon cards, hoping That's to resell hilarious. them. That's hilarious. Uh, Because they're selling for so much that it doesn't matter if they just... Okay, I have something to say real quick before you continue about the boxes, though. Yes. Because I don't think, like, the the anti-theft devices, those are, like, the ones that wrap around and they, like, cross it. So it's like a a Christmas present. Right. So it doesn't seem like it would be very 
useful to me because can't you just like you get your little like, hand on the side on either side of it at use the top a box cutter yeah like yeah. literally just go and it get it out more I don't... of a visual deterrent than anything else i think so yeah. i wish i had i wish i had locked walked down that aisle at the store yeah I, i'm curious if they're in there it's gonna be hard to say if this lasts forever uh they're clearly just as long as the market remains pretty scarce people are still going to be trying to get their hands on them and Maybe this attention is good attention for General Mills. I don't know. Well, I don't know if this is like it everywhere, but are we we get a lot of the test ideas for Walmarts and they're yeah. making them all like self-checkout pretty much. Yeah. And there are like two employees that work the self-checkout. Can you imagine having to come and unlock every single box of cereal? More or less an honor system at this point. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know why. Loss prevention, I, not I can't very imagine strong. That. I can't imagine that if, if everywhere's doing this, if they're going to do it for very long. Yeah. I feel like maybe they only are doing this in the areas where they're, you know, reporting that much like theft. But yeah, maybe I, so. Because I, I can't imagine that that would be good for like labor because that would be so horrible. Yeah, that would be really You already annoying. have to wait there forever if you like ring up something twice. And so. those little like anti-theft devices, if you've ever bought tech, they take a second to open. Like, yeah. It's a little magnet device, but it takes a second to kind of finagle it around. So yeah, it does. It's a whole issue. So we're going to see if the market That's for Pokemon great. cards re like restabilizes it's just literally like printed paper so i'm hoping that it doesn't involve like a chip thing like, like everything else does right now mm. but uh there you go if you're if you got a big stack of pokemon cards now might be you're the time on a gold mine go through it see what you can get for it on ebay if you want okay and topic number three is the longest of the three articles and i went through and i read it and it was fascinating so it's all about wolves yes yes okay so in Yellowstone, they're having a big wolf problem. Huge wolf problem. Huge wolf problem. Last year, they had a lot of people not go to Yellowstone, and then now it's picking back up right. because the panorama is nearly over. Right. And what is happening is the wolves are like at a population level where there are so many people in the parks that they're getting friendly with people. Right. And people are like feeding the wolves, and they're like, it's, it's a whole thing, and it's really dangerous for the wolves and for the people. Which, because can't believe we have to say this, but don't feed don't wolves. Don't feed a wolf. That's not a great idea. Don't feed a wolf. They're not your friends. They're not your friends. That's a wolf. At all. Yeah. Have you seen Balto? Yeah. No? You've referenced Go Balto, watch Balto four times this week. <laughs> I want to watch Balto. We should watch it tonight. Okay, let's watch Balto But anyway, tonight. so what the Yellowstone Park people are doing to combat this... Is literal combat. They're doing paintball. They are paintballing the poor wolves so that they can save them from having to be put down. Basically. So tell me more. Are they using like clear paint or what are they doing? I don't know if they're using clear paint. I think they are using clear paint because it doesn't show up on the coats because right. that would be a problem for their camouflage abilities. Right. So I, I did read that you, it doesn't show up on them, but they're basically trying to scare the wolves away with paintball guns. I love it. And they have a team of people doing this. It's not just like anybody can go and pick up a paintball gun when you go into Yellowstone and like look for a wolf. Right. They have like specialist people that they've hired to do this. Oh my gosh. Just they're like behavioral science people so that they will wait for the perfect moment. So it's a teachable moment for the wolf. They don't want to just like shoot it in the wild because then the wolf won't learn. So of they have course. to wait for the wolf to come close to like a campsite like cross or something. A certain threshold. Yeah. And yeah. then they shoot it because they're trying to get them to not die they're trying to disincentivize the wolves from interacting with people but it's like it's it's really cool because it's a non-lethal method of yeah. getting them to relearn their natural instincts yeah because they've had a it said in the article they had to put two wolves down last year just oh. because 
they were getting so friendly with people and then you they're a wild animal right. that you can't actually like tame a wild animal right it's because at some point that instinct will like revert back and then all of a sudden you're looking like a big snickers bar exactly so yeah you can never like fully train an animal that is not fully domesticated it's right. just not possible right so it takes generations to like domesticate an animal don't try it with the wolves yeah. but i love that it's a non-lethal method yeah and it does like hurt them a little bit but think about how thick their coat is and yeah. all of that so it, it's it's amazing that they found like a cool non-lethal method to do this i kind of love it yeah. and that behavioral scientists are on board with it it's it's a really amazing because all of the states that border it are having issues because they all want the wolves in their states to be killed. Right. So they're all trying to pass measures where, okay, like we're going to kill up to 90% of all the wolves. Ugh, yeah. Like right down to where they're just barely above the extinct level because it's posing such a problem to like the human population. And human and livestock. Yeah. Yeah. Can be a problem. And livestock. Yeah. So, um, but there are people like the Yellowstone people that are really interested in the conservation and they yeah. are trying to do anything possible to keep the wolves alive and return to their natural state of things. But really, it's the people that have started this problem. So I think that we need to leave the wolves alone. So I like the idea of leave them alone. I'm upset that the nerds get the paintball SEAL Team 6 job. I, think I that know. That, that, I read it first and I was like, oh, yeah, everybody can just shoot wolves. No, I and think, I was like, like no. That's I was under the impression that it was park rangers. But now knowing that it's like, scientists who are like all right and i will now shoot the wolf in the behind like that's so funny to yeah think. and they figured out exactly where on the animal you shoot it so it like scares it the most wow. but it doesn't hurt them the most do you think they had to like train with target practice and stuff absolutely Surely. yeah of course they did it's behavioral scientists you know do you think they know how to paintball you're shooting at a wolf you don't want to miss <laughs> no maybe not but anyway i just think that's so cool that they're trying a non-lethal method yeah. and then they're kind of the example for all the states bordering them yeah. like okay there is a way to do this in a non-lethal way that's not just right. like culling all the wolves. Yeah. But I think it's amazing. And I think that I want to sign up for that job. Hey, go for it. We were walking in a uh, state park the other day and there were people that were like disturbing the local bat population. I think that we need to have like there needs to be like little paintball, paintball snipers for people for people that misbehave like at parks. And I, like I will volunteer. What if you're like an annual park supporter, like you go to X amount of parks and you spend X amount of dollars, you are then given a paintball gun and a badge and you just get to shoot people who are like messing with stuff yes, they shouldn't mess with. I would do that. This is my idea. State government. Please yes, exactly. let me head up this project. Like, oh, I'm going to litter and then you get a paintball... <coughs> paintball to the butt right you're done love it then love you have it. to carry your litter out but we use like hot pink paintballs oh yeah so it's like a shameful thing oh yeah yeah <laughs> i love it or like you go into a cave you're not supposed to go to because you're protecting the bats <laughs> yeah paintball okay. paintball toasted get out get out thanks for it. listening to this week's episode have a wonderful weekend if you're going to a state park do two things avoid the wolves if they're there and don't disturb the stuff you shouldn't disturb because we'll paintball you we will paintball you. We are we there. Are there. We, we are, are in watching the you. <laughs> every step you take, every move you make, we'll be paintballing you. We'll be paintballing you.